0: Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Calvary Life DFW's weekly podcast. We hope that these messages encourage and inspire you in your personal journey with Jesus. Enjoy the message. So, I love this series that we're in. And um, it wasn't, it hasn't been awesome. I felt like each week has gotten better and better. So we kept building on on or what the Lord wants to say. Amen? So it's just, been, it's just been awesome. It's just been awesome. But I don't want you to be prisoners of the moment. Take this series and study it. See, the Lord gave us these, these sermons to, to, to impact not just our lives, but people around us. So don't be a prisoner of, of the moment. Be like, oh, that message was good, but do nothing with it. Do nothing with it. I still remember messages 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Why? Because I apply them to my life. Yeah. I wouldn't be here if it weren't for those messages, right? Because those messages challenge us to go study for ourselves, yeah. right? So just so I encourage you to, to take those messages and just really, really study them. Amen. So this is the last uh, message of, of the series here. So I want to begin by asking a question. As a matter of fact, I would like for us all to ask us this question. And I want you to write this down. I want you to write this question down but we we and I want you to fill in a blank later on okay so here's the question i am most like jesus when i am blank i am most like jesus when i am so if we will, just turn to John 13. And in this text in John 13 gives us a real picture of what Jesus is all about. If you really want to know what Jesus is about, study John chapter 13. We know Jesus is a miracle worker. Right? We know that he is the son of God. But this this text really gives us an idea or a, a visual of who he really is or what he's really about. So here Jesus was in the upper room with the disciples and he knew that his time has come. And but he also knew that he was going to get betrayed. He always. He also knew that that some of the disciples would deny him. He knew all of this, all of these things. But it did not stop him from doing this one thing. This one thing. He served. Despite of all the chaos going around, despite of all of what was going to happen he thought about serving he thought about serving so let's read read this text so starting in verse 3 John chapter 13 Jesus knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God rose from supper What I am doing, you don't understand now, but afterward, you will understand. Peter said to him, you should never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, if I I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my (laughs) head. Just (laughs) wash everything, Jesus. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you, for he knew who was going to betray him. That's why he said, not all of you are clean. When Jesus had washed their feet, he put on his outer garments and resumed his place. And he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you also should do just as I have done. Truly, truly, I said to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than, than the one that sent him. So this was an amazing story. I had a visual of, of Jesus just having supper with the disciples, and he got up, and it was just like this, this urgency. It was just like, I got to show these guys who I really am. I have to show them. What I'm really about, and so he started to wash feet, and then, so, then Peter was just like, like, like Jesus, like, what are you doing? Like, you're God. Like, why are you like, you're God? Why are you washing feet? You're like the son. You're the son of God. You're like the King of all kings, the Lord of all lords. Like, you're washing feet. Like, what are, what are you doing? And I love Jesus' response. I love his response. He says. He says. What I'm doing, you don't understand right now, but afterwards, you will. I was just I read it. I was just like, I read this for years, but it kind of stuck with me. He said, that's like my life. Sometimes I don't understand what God is doing right now, but when he's done, then I go, oh, that's what you were doing. Yeah. That's what you're doing. So I don't know what season you're in. You may be in the middle of a trial right now. God is saying to you, what I'm doing in your life right now, you may not understand. But when I am done, you will. You will understand. See, when I am done, you will be better. When I am done, you will reap the blessings. You may not understand what I'm doing right now, but better is coming. Better is coming. I was like, oh, this is awesome. God is awesome. This feels like my life. I don't, sometimes I don't understand. God, what are you doing? What are you doing? But Peter, the disciples were amazed. It's like, what's What's going on with Jesus? Like, we booked this upper room, you know? The disciples booked this upper room so they can have a, a meal with Jesus and, and they think they're going to have a party, you know, they're they with the king, right? Jesus is like, oh, no. I'm about to turn this party around. <laughs> I'm, about, I'm about to turn it up, right? <laughs> right, I'm not, this is not what they think. I'm going to wash some feet. I'm going to wash some feet. He's like they're going to know what I am like. They're going to know what I'm all about. So when Jesus was done washing their feet, he says to them, do you understand why I have done this to you? Do you understand why I have done done this to you? Because serving others is a reflection of God's will. See, in Matthew 20, 28, it says, even as the Son of Man came, not to be served, but to serve, to give his life as a ransom for many. It was Jesus' purpose. He was sent here to serve. So to Jesus, he always saw himself as a servant. He said, I came here to serve, is somebody there? See, when Jesus, <laughs> See, when Jesus <laughs> served, it was a reflection of God's glory. So that was his goal. That was his goal. It was to serve, right? Because he didn't have much time with the disciples. He said, you guys aren't getting this right now. You're not really getting this right now. I must show you what it's like to be a servant. I want to talk to you today about being a servant, a servant of Christ, a servant of Christ. See, he, Jesus teaches us that a real servant sees a need and gets down and serves. See, a real servant doesn't need to be asked to serve. They see a need and they get down and they serve. Yeah. So he was trying to teach his disciples that you like this is what a true servant is about. You must see a need and get down and serve. So let's talk about four requirements of a servant, four requirements of a servant. Number one, awareness. You must have awareness. In Matthew 20, uh, verses 25 through 28, it says, Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them and their high officials exercised their authority over them. Not so with you. Instead, whoever wants to become great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave, just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom. When Jesus washed the feet of the disciples, he demonstrated a fundamental principle that he regularly stressed to his followers to lead others one must serve others, yeah. Yeah. putting others' needs before your own. See, we must take time and recognize people. We must take time to recognize the needs. We must be aware of other people's needs. Do you know the do you know the uh uh in the uh, the uh, gospels there was a, a tax collector called Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus. Okay, cool. But he's a tax collector and he was in search for Jesus. He heard Jesus was coming, right? So he got so excited and he, he wanted to see him, but he was so short, right? He was really short, Pam, right? He, no, he was. No, I'm just saying, but he was short, right? So he couldn't look, he couldn't see over the crowd. He couldn't see over the crowd, so he just ran, ran up and ran up into a tree so, so, uh, so he can see Jesus. So as Jesus Was was walking by, he spotted Zacchaeus in the in the tree. He says, "Zacchaeus, come down from there. I'm gonna come to your house." (laughs) So it's amazing how uh, of Jesus' awareness, he saw Zacchaeus in the tree. He saw the, the him his desperate. He was desperate for for Jesus. He took all that the um um energy to climb a tree, right? And then he 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 said, "I'm gonna I'm gonna bless you." I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna bless you. I'm gonna come to your house. So Jesus was aware of his needs. See, he was desperate for Jesus. How many people do we walk by on a daily basis that are in needs, right? And we don't see them. We walk past. People, we don't even say hello to them. Sometimes a hello can be a blessing because you recognize a person. How many people we ignore on a daily basis that need Jesus? How many people we walk by that's in the tree looking for hope? Looking for hope? Can somebody see me? Can, Can someone recognize me? See, people are praying for what you have. You have Jesus. They need to hear about him. Introduce them to our Savior. They don't know what it's like, but they're in the tree looking for hope, and we just walk right past them on a daily basis because we get so consumed of me, get so consumed with me, with me, with me, with me. But Jesus was like, Jesus was like to the disciples, no, 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 no. I'm going to tell you what real Christianity is all about. I'm going to wash them feet. I'm going to serve. I'm going to serve. See, we need to get to a point where we slow down walking through a crowd. Notice, people, God will speak to you about individuals. He will speak to you what they're going through. Take time walking through a crowd. Walking through a crowd. Because somebody may be too short to look over the crowd so they may be in the trees. And you have, and God will show you them too. Yeah. It's an amazing story that Jesus noticed Zacchaeus in the tree. We need to recognize people, not ignore the, their needs. People are hurting. People are hurting. So this so So Jesus was given this example to the disciples because they because prior to booking the upper room, they were arguing over who's the greatest. I have my guys come up my guys come up so i love I love this so so it's kind of like two scenes here, right so we start off as Christians, we start off following Christ, but then we fall into a trap, a self trap. we fall into a self trap you know so so we fall into ourselves <laughs> we're so sub- so. So instead of serving, the disciples wanted to be served. And I love, I love this scene. So let's, let's combine both scenes together. So as the disciples is arguing who's the greatest, over here you have the greatest of them all. And the Bible says that Jesus saw a need and he took off his garment. Wow. meaning that he took off his majesty he took off his garment and he laid it aside and then he st- the bible says he took he took a towel and he wrapped it around his waist he took a towel he wrapped it around his waist and then he started to wash some feet to wash some feet he took the same towel and he started to wash some feet See, Jesus didn't need a title. See, Jesus was secure enough, right, to know that serving is the thing that glorifies God. He didn't need a title. See, insecure people look for titles, but secure people look for towels. See, if you want to be more like Jesus, grab a towel. People say it all the time. I want to be more like Jesus. But serving is what makes you look more like Jesus. Serving is when you become more like Jesus. When you see a need and you get down and you serve it. You see a need, you get down and serve it. So it's like putting your stuff aside and say, okay, God, I want to be used by you. Titles doesn't matter. I'm not going to get preoccupied about my stuff. It's all about you. See, Jesus was all about the will of God. He's saying that. He's saying that if I serve you, God's going to show up. (laughs) If I serve you, God's going to show up. See, your ministry is going to be blessed. Your ministry is going to be blessed. So as you continue to walk in the Lord, doors are going to be open for you. See? doors you may not you don't have to knock on they're going to be open for you because Jesus is, is there you're co-laboring with him when you co-labor with him right he opens up all the doors that you need he's sending people the right people in your life more connections is coming so get ready for the connections that's coming there are people that will come into your ministry that will hold hands with you right amen have the power to unlock doors that have been shut for years so i'm here to serve you and because if i serve you god's going to show up up in your life. God's going to show up in your life. If I serve you, God's going to show up in your life and he's going to show up in mine. Because I start looking like Jesus. I start looking like Jesus. See, what the, the problem is, we get trapped in self we get trapped in self, right? We start arguing with, the, with our family instead of serving them. We start, we, we start arguing in our marriage instead of serving our marriage. Our marriage is to be designed to serve one another, amen? So you should be in competition with one another and your marriage say, I'm going to out-serve you because if I, if I serve you, then God's going to show up and I'm going to start looking like Jesus and I know you're going to love me a long time. <laughs> Yeah, Jesus is attractive. Jesus is, can we keep it real in church? Yeah. Amen, can we keep it real in church? Amen, see, see, the problem is in marriage, in relationships, we want to be served. Uh-oh. We want to be served. Serve me, you be a better wife. Serve me, you be a better husband. No, if you out-serve one another, God's going to show up in your life. See, the thing, I give you the antidote for marriage problems. Serve! <laughs> Serve one another Serve one another And take your attention on yourself Take your attention off of yourself on. yes. Serve one another Try to outdo Let God show up in your life God not showing up in your life Because you're not serving one another If you're not serving one another It doesn't glorify him Because God designed marriage to glorify him It's wow. a reflection. It's supposed to be a reflection On who he is yes. It's, yes. A, it's about that Tao ministry yeah. It's about that towel ministry. People say all the time, "Pastor, I want to look more like Jesus." Well, here you go. <laughs> here you go. Serve, serve him, serve him, serve someone other than yourself. Wow. <laughs> See the problem with our lives? We live our lives empty-handed. We live our life. We go to work empty-handed. We go to work with with asking for a handout. Go to work with a towel and serve. Don't get married to be served. Go get get married to serve, to serve. We live our lives empty-handed. Some people come to church wanting to be served. They come to church empty-handed and says, I am a gift from God. (laughs) I got all these gifts, and this church needs them. Listen, listen. You are a gift from God. But the problem is when your gifts and your pride in the same room, it gets too crowded for God to show up. God's like, I can't get around all this pride. I'm trying to get to the gifts, but I can't get to it because there's too much pride up in here. We need to make room for God. Make room for God and say, yes, we're all our gifts from God, right? But don't come to church empty-handed. Get down and serve a purpose. Get down and serve a need, amen? Get down and pay attention to what's on, what other people need. Sit down, you know, uh, uh, sit down with someone. Get to know them and serve them and serve them. Trust me, God's going to show up. God's going to show up in your life. And somebody, and somebody, are you with me there, Colin? Yes. It's like if you, if you serve with Jesus on your mind, if you serve, you, you will look just like Jesus. He was just like, imagine the, all the chaos going on, all the arguing going on with the disciples, and the, all the disciples, and Jesus just came. He's just like, y'all, y'all just keep arguing. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm, this is, this is what I'm, this is what I'm about. I'm, I'm about this. I'm about this life right here. We spend our lives focusing on, on self. On self. All along, Jesus is like this. I'm about that towel ministry. Turn to somebody and say, I'm about that towel ministry. Now, I don't think they heard it. Tell them again, I'm about that towel ministry. <laughs> A true servant of God does not seek service for themselves. It's, they're not all about themselves. does not promote him or herself. So if you and I are going to make an impact in, their, in the lives of others, we are going to fulfill God's purpose and plans for our lives. We are go- if we are going to reap the blessings yes. that he has for us, we must become a servants, and our actions must be of a servant.. Yes. Amen. Second one. <laughs> Thank you guys. Woo-hoo! Second one, So the first one is we have to have awareness. We can't be aware of God's presence if we're focusing on self. So we have to have awareness. Then the second one, availability. We have to be available. Right? And so I love this part here. As Jesus, it says, he laid aside his garment. See, he never said, that he laid it down. It said that he laid it aside. Now, there are some things, as Pastor Pete t- talked to us about when, in, during his message, some things we must lay down. When we lay something down, that means we must walk away from it. So some things we must lay, lay down because it's, it has a negative impact over our lives. So we must lay those things down. We don't want anything to block what God wants to do in our lives. So we must lay it down. So just like our lives, right? We must lay our lives down. (coughs) Matthew um, 10, 39 says, whoever finds his life will lose it. And whoever loses his his life for my sake will find it. So we must lay our lives down for the sake of, of Jesus. But here with Jesus, when we lay something down, I mean we lay something aside, we're able to pick it back up. See, when Jesus took off his garment, his majesty, you know, his title per, per se, right? He, he laid it down and he put it aside. See, it didn't matter it didn't matter of his title at that moment. It was about serving him. So it wasn't really it wasn't it wasn't really about his purpose. He knew that he was going to the cross, but for that moment, he didn't need he didn't need to do that. He didn't need to focus on that. He put, he laid it aside and he focused on serving. So what is God saying to us? I was I was praying and meditating over this. God said to me sometimes the things I called you to do gets in the way from, from me moving in your life. Wow. He, says, he says, what you're doing, what I called you to do, it's not gonna, you're not going to look like me. The way you look like me is when you serve. So sometimes what you're doing becomes a distraction yeah. to what I, for you seeing a, a need. Does this make sense? So so God was saying that sometimes we're not available to serve God because our agenda is too packed. See, we get preoccupied with our God-given purpose. So what happens is instead of it becoming a blessing, it becomes an idol. So sometimes we become preoccupied with finding our purpose in life so we can gain a sense of usefulness and self-fulfillment, right? What what you are doing can be from God, but you are making it an idol. You are making it an idol. So the Lord was, was teaching me how to put certain things aside put certain things aside so that way I can recognize someone else. Because sometimes we get so preoccupied, God, I know that you're calling for me to do this. I know that you're calling me to do this. So as a, as a pastor, I can get caught up in the growth of a church. I can get caught, caught up in the, the finances of, of, of the church. And that can consume me, although it, it's from God. Although God called me here to lead this church, but if I continue, if I only focus on that, I would miss out on everything else. On. I would miss out on people's needs. I will come to church and I'll walk right past everyone else and never see a need. Never spend time with someone. Never recognize that someone needs some Jesus. Never recognize that someone is struggling in in their faith right now. So God's saying that, listen, you need to be available for me to pour into you. So if we focus on certain things so much, we never give God time to move in our lives. We never become more like Jesus. So he says to lay, lay things aside. So that, that, was, that was so fascinating about Jesus. So no matter who he, so no matter what we think Jesus was, or him being a son of God and all that, it didn't matter on his title, he laid his title aside. And he's saying that, you're more important than my title. You're more important than my title. I want to I wanna serve you. I want to serve you. Th- is this good? Is this good? We need to lay aside our agendas just to see God be glorified in our lives. Third one, third one. We got to move, we got to move. Humility. Humility. I mean, that's Jesus right there. He was a humble servant. He was a humble servant servant. Philippians 2 says, "Let each of, of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this in mind, mind among yourself, which is which is yours in Jesus Christ, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equally with God or the thing to grasp. But he emptied himself. By taking the form of a servant, being born in likeness of men, being formed in the likeness of men. This really messed me up. So here Jesus washed the disciples' feet. But not once, not once he asked them to wash his feet. Side of a humble servant because it wasn't about what he can gain it was just about glorifying God that's it if we can get this the church will be so blessed the church will be Jesus didn't care about accolades Jesus didn't care about titles or any, any of those things he didn't want anyone to wash his feet he did it because he saw a need. He did it because he saw a need. He was such a humble servant. Are you with me? Yes. We're talking about the holies of holies here. Stood down and washed feet. He washed feet with the same hands he raised Lazarus up out of the dead. The same hands he healed The the boy from uh, 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 what he healed the boy from? A leopard, what do you call it? Leprosy. Right? Healed the boy from leprosy. Right? The same hands he used to heal the woman at the well. The same hands he used with the woman with the issue of blood. The same hands he did all those miracles with, he washed like a servant is not greater than a master. I'm going to show you what this Christian life is about. It's about serving God. It's about serving God and and, and someone else. It's about getting out of your own needs and serve God. Oh, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. So the fourth one. It's, it's abiding It's abiding. It's about being versus doing. right? So when we think about the great co-mission, is that co-laboring. See, first, it was necessary for Jesus, um, the disciples to be with, it was necessary for the disciples to be with Jesus, but only after they had been with him for a long time they were sent. To preach, see being gives us power to do. Yeah, being gives us power to do. So what you are de- are determined. What you are, excuse me, determines what you will do. So God is first interested in what you are, and in what you are becoming. It's that co-layment. So it's, it was being. So before the disciples were empowered, we, they had to be with him. They had to be with him first. So it's about abiding, it's about being with God first before doing. Amen. So if you think about this whole series, right, when we talked about um, um, the power of, of agreement. You have to be in an agreement first, right? Then as you follow him, as Pastor Pete says, that he will make you Fisher's of, of men. He will do the making. That as you continue to follow him, as you continue to be in an agreement, amen, and then he will, then stuff will just fall off you, right? He will teach you how to win some battles, and you become a victor instead of a victim. Things will just come off of your life, and as you continue to follow him, your attitudes will change, and then serving becomes your first priority. Servant becomes your first priority because you want to look like Jesus, amen. but you have to be with God first. We have to be with God first. When we be with God first, then we are aware of certain things, amen? amen. And then we have, we'll have be available for God to use us, amen. amen? So we have to be. So being empowers doing. Wow. Being empowers doing. We focus so much on doing. Because we feel like doing, right, gives us self-worth. So that's why we unconsciously place such importance on doing rather than being. Doing rather than being. See, activity doesn't necessarily equal productivity, especially for eternity. See, just because you attend church doesn't mean that you worship and serve God. So it's just like being in his presence, calling on his name, laying certain things down. Then you get a breakthrough. You will see God show up and you're like, just because you attend church doesn't mean that you worship or and serve God. And let me tell you this. You cannot worship. You cannot walk with a God you don't worship. God. He craves for us to be with him because he loves us. Because he loves us. He wants to pour into you. He wants to pour into you. He doesn't want us to just do things, doing things with no internal purpose. So Jesus was all about serving, serving. You know, Jesus. Jesus always had awareness of what's going on, no matter what was going on. When he fed the five thousand, he, he was aware that they they were hungry. Disciples wanted to rush, w- rush off, and to do other things. And Jesus wanted to feed the five thousand. They were they were just they looked at their situation. They they didn't have enough. Jesus was like, no, you got enough. Every. They're hungry. There's a need out here. We need to serve a need. Wow. And Jesus is always available. And it doesn't matter who came up to him. The woman with the issue of blood had to get through a crowd to get to Jesus again. And, and she laid out and touched his garment. And so the, and Jesus like, who touched me? The disciples were, it, I mean, it could have been anybody. I'm paraphrasing. It could have been anybody. It could have been Eric, right? It, I mean, it could have been George. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. It could have been Miriam or Edwin. I mean, I don't know. Jesus like, let's, let's go, let's go. Jesus like, no, 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 no. There's a need. There's a need. There's a need. And he stopped. And he recognized her. He recognized her name. Jesus, Jesus wants us to walk slowly through a crowd and just recognize in me, saying that you are a blessing from God. God's going to fill your cup. He's going to blow your mind. He's going to show up at your house and interrupt all your plans. He says, I'm coming to your house, and when I come, I'm staying. I'm the company you don't have to ever ask to leave. I'm going to come and I'm interrupt your life, but it's going to be good. It's going to be good. You've been praying for things for years and have not seen God show up. Guess what? I'm at your house now, he says. It's gonna show up, I'm gonna show up. Things are coming. Godly things are coming your way. Get ready, get ready. You have to recognize a need in someone's life. Come on, stand We hope this message was impactful to you. If you would like to hear more, please remember to subscribe. For more information, you can visit our pages on both Facebook and Instagram. God bless you, and have a great rest of the week.